0: Hello everybody, this is a Gregory Luna. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. I hope you're doing well today. We have not done a Confessions in quite some time, so I'm glad that we are back in the middle of hot, hot, hot summer of 2019. Today we're going to discuss... Why everybody wants you to be fat. Now, this take might be a little controversial, but really it's not. Uh, I think there is a vested interest in a large majority of corporations and even, believe it or not, family and friends that want you to maintain your obesity. So let's get to it. who wants you to stay fat? Well, clearly the obvious one is going to be big pharma and big food because they benefit from you being fat because when you're fat, you're more likely to be diseased, right? We know that. It's obvious causation here. If you treat your body like a temple, and you don't mutilate it, and you, you tend to it, you cultivate it like a garden, you're less likely to get heart attacks and strokes and autoimmune problems and cancer later in your life. But if you start drinking alcohol at age 14 and you're boozing it up and you're eating a lot of sugar and you're eating a lot of trans fats and a lot of just crappy food, you might become overweight and then get diabetes, high cholesterol, hypertension, you know, osteoarthritis, cirrhosis, and all these things like that. And then who comes in, sweeps on in to- sweeps on in to save you of course course, big pharma right oh oh you have diabetes oh we'll help you here's glucophage it literally eats sugar right that's what the name glucophage means oh you have high cholesterol here's lipitor oh it destroys your liver oh don't worry about it oh you have high blood pressure oh you know that's sad here's lisinopril no, oh, you have cancer. Here's three thousand dollar a month chemo drugs. We'll help you. And of course, the drugs don't work half the time. And the other time, they're 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 toxic, right? They're they're uh, hurting your body in a large variety of ways. Look at chemo. I mean, chemo kills more people than cancer when they when they start doing the chemo treatment. Chemo only works on four types of cancers. It Doesn't work ninety percent of the time. So big pharma, of course, wants you to be fat. I, I don't really want to spend a lot of time on big pharma because that one's so obvious. Big hospital, of course. Big hospital wants you to be fat, right? If you stay fat, oh, you got to go in. Oh, you got to get those that 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 uh that coronary artery cleaned out. We got to put a stent. We got to put a stent in your carotid arteries too. Oh, you need triple bypass. Oh, we'll do that. Oh, you need a knee replacement because you're so fat and your knees are, the cartilage is all worn off and bones grating on bone. Oh, we'll we'll help you with that. Oh, you 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 need you know cirrhosis you need a new liver oh we'll get you a new liver but good luck trying to get a liver when you're an alcoholic but you know we'll be there we'll help you out we don't really need to spend a lot of time on big hospital because clearly they benefit from from you being fat as well now let's keep going here big food okay so big food got you fat okay yeah you could say maybe you being sedentary had a role in it right now moving your body a lot or you know we can always blame interfamilial dynamics right my mommy was an alcoholic my daddy did this you know I mean I, I went through that for years uh, when I was morbidly overweight I hated my parents I blamed them because I would tell them you know a five-year-old doesn't know what to eat they just eat in front of them and they're just going to eat their feelings that's what I used to tell them when I was in my 20s after I'd lost my weight. And then eventually I realize, you know, there's no point in blaming them. There's no point in blaming anybody for any catastrophe or malady that you had, especially your family. Now look, if your spouse runs over your kid, okay, I totally get why you'd be angry, that's horrific. But when it comes to stuff like that, you know, your parents come in with baggage and then they pass on that baggage to you and they they typically did the best they could. Yeah, you could have had a narcissistic mother and an alcoholic father, but really, you know, ultimately we're all dealt cards and there's no point in complaining about oh I only got a 2 and a 3 you know, when you're playing blackjack what, what what's the point you know you got to do the best with the cards you're given so big food we know big food intentionally waters down their food by putting in a lot of additives like you know high fructose corn syrup because it's cheaper than, than cane sugar uh, they put in food dyes, petroleum-based food dyes like Red 40 because it's cheaper than putting natural food dyes like turmeric. They put in tons of preservatives like potassium sorbate and sodium nitrate, which are carcinogenic. They're cancer-causers because it makes their food last longer so they can you know, maintain a profit. We know big food's main Reson d'etre, the reason for existence is going to be profit, right? To make money, to please the, 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 the shareholders, right? And the board of directors and all that. So, I mean, we, we have to have that mindset. Same for big restaurants. So when I say big food, I mean big restaurant, fast food too. So look, their, their goal is to achieve the bliss point with all their food. So that perfect ratio of fat, sugar, and salt. And so because that, that perfect bliss point it makes the food addictive. And they want the food to be addictive because they want you to come back. That is their goal, guys. Their goal is to get you to come back. They want you to come back. Big food does not care about your health. You need to understand that. Don't fall for the commercials of McDonald's and all the kids are running any Happy Meals. Oh, McDonald's loves my kids because they give them crap toys built in China that last like a week before they break. No, they don't give a damn about you. They don't give a damn about your kids. They just want the wallet. So yeah, they make the food addictive. Takis, Doritos, you know, cinnamon toast crunch, whatever you're eating. All the middle aisle food, uh, they 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 want it to be addictive because they they want you to eat it more. That's why they put in monosodium glutamate, which is a known you know salty add, additive, add, addictive additive into the food because they want you to keep buying their foods and their foods are crap. Okay, so we know big food is largely responsible for you being fat. Now let's go to animal products. We know they shoot them up with antibiotics. Antibiotics. Why do they shoot them up the animals with antibiotics? Not because they're all disease, which they all are. Go to all the episodes we did, the early episodes on the the inkling pantry and and the one we did on fish and eggs, like episodes you know five to twenty of holistic health news. Uh, but they also shoot them up with antibiotics because antibiotics make them fat. They fatten them up. So if we're eating foods that are shut up with antibiotics, plus we are getting exogenous antibiotics every time we get a sinus infection, ear infection, throat infection. You don't think those antibiotics are making us fat? I quoted that study in the the Holistic Health News episode, Do Antibiotics Make You Fat? I think it's around episode maybe 50, 60, where if you take three courses of antibiotics before the age of three, you have a 70% chance higher rate of becoming obese, but you don't hear that in the news. So our food is making us overweight potentially. So big foods... Making us overweight, making us fat, and that's what they want. Because also, look, the fatter you are, the more self-loathing you have, right? I'm just, you know, my life's a mess. I'm, you know, 400 pounds. I'm just going to go to McDonald's. What's the point? You know, that's what they want. That's what they want. So, okay, who's the last of the big corporations? Big Jim, right? Big Jim. Big Jim wants you to get stay fat too, because you'll keep going back to the gym. You'll keep your membership as long as you can, right? So, I don't need to spend much much time on that. Jim's. I mean, your trainer might want you to lose weight, but the CEOs of Gold's Gym or wherever you're at, yeah, they want you to stay fat because the longer you're fat, the longer you're going to stay at the gym and work out at the gym. Now, theoretically, if you lose your weight, you're probably going to go to the gym anyway. So they want you to at least be fat obsessed. They want you to have body dysmorphia. But I would hazard and speculate. They want you to be fat. Another organization that wants you to be fat is going to be Weight Watchers. We did around episode 103 how the CEO of Weight Watchers admitted that... They want you to stay fat because look when when women lose weight on weight watchers, they give credit to weight watchers, but when they regain the weight because they almost always regain the weight it's what it's ninety seven percent of people who who lose fifty pounds or more gain it back when you regain the weight, you don't blame weight watchers as faulty paradigm; you blame yourself, and they know that, and there was a white paper that was released by the c o o that was leaked where he admitted that. So look, of course Weight Watchers want you to come back because they want you to stay fat because you'll keep going back every two, three years. So look, all the corporations want you to stay fat. I don't even think we spent spend a lot of time on that. Okay, so let's go to interpersonal relationships. Now, this one's a little controversial and you might not agree with me. Okay, let's start with friends. Do friends want you to stay fat? Now, there's an old German expression called Schödenfreude. Schödenfreude means taking pleasure in people's misery, right? So if your friends are miserable and if your friends are fat, Or they're in an unhappy marriage or whatever, a host of reasons, you know, that your friends could be unhappy. Yeah, they want you to stay fat. Now, they will never admit it, ever admit it. But if they're fat, they want you to be fat. Now, if they're skinny, yeah, then they'll probably want you to lose weight if they don't see you as a threat. You know, if you're not as beautiful as they are. Okay, so friends friends can be dicey. Friends can be dicey. Who else? Family. Um, it's kind of the same dynamic. Like if you had a mom or a dad that were really like pushing, oh, Susie, you need to lose weight. Susie, you can't. Don't eat that cake. Blah, 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 blah. Now your parents, it's, it's kind of ambivalent there. It's torn. Your parents, ostensibly, I've been trying to get you to lose weight for a long time, and so I would, I would, I would, I would say your dad for sure wants you to lose weight because moms and daughters have such a complicated relationship. <laughs> They've said, "Thank God I'm not, I don't have I'm not a mom and have to deal with daughters." My, fathers and daughters have a pretty good relationship as a whole, but moms and daughters, man, that is that is a crazy relationship, and a lot of that is based on the mom. Like the, you know, you ever seen like a forty year old mom? Trying to compete with her seventeen-year-old her daughter, and like she doesn't like the fact that that men tw- men in their twenties and thirties are looking at the daughter because she's at her peak sexual market value, you know, eighteen to twenty-four, whereas the woman's hit the wall. Um, go to any videos on YouTube about sexual market value if you want more information on that. But they're like competing with the daughter. And so it really depends, like if 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 you're 22 and you've lost a lot of weight, if you're a woman and your mom is still overweight, yeah, she'll say the right things, but she probably doesn't want you to, she doesn't want you to lose weight unless she's lost the weight. See, that's how it is. Like That's how it is with a lot of success stories with friends, right? Oh, you got a new car. If your old friends are still driving like a Ford Taurus, they're not going to be happy. But if they're driving a Beamer and you get a new you know Nissan Maxima, they're like, yeah, because they know their car is still nicer than yours. It's the same thing going back to friends. You know, if you, if, if they deem themselves a higher mate value, sexual market value, or they just think they're prettier, smarter, better, better married, better job than you, then they're like, yeah, 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 lose your way. But if you are deemed a threat to whatever they, their, their, how they see themselves in their prism, then they might not be that happy, but they're not really going to admit it. Boyfriend, girlfriend. How are the boyfriend, girlfriend going to feel? Now, boys if you're married, women, I'm sorry, men, if you're married to a woman and she's been overweight and she starts losing weight and going to the gym, you know, there's an old saying in the red pill world that you need to watch it because now she's probably going to leave you. And that's why she's losing the weight. Uh, because like if, 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 and and this doesn't really go back to like how she started, like if she started regular weight and then she gained weight during the marriage and now she's losing weight or if she was always overweight, but certainly she's going to get more attention. And Women have hypergamy, right? It's that, that, that's, it's that wired instinct to always breed up, marry up, and move up to a higher status for better provisioning, you know, better, you know, better security, blah blah blah. So if you are a mid level or lower level sexual market value man, and your woman's you know attractive, but she's just overweight, and she starts losing her weight, you better be careful because she's gonna monkey branch. She's gonna move on. And, you know, hypergamy cannot be reasoned. It cannot be reasoned. It's just like meh. it's like trying to debate a man as to why he shouldn't find a beautiful woman beautiful. It's just, it's like the equivalent in women. Hypergamy is the equivalent in women. So in a relationship, um, it really depends. It, it, if the woman's losing weight, men, I'd say be careful. Now, if it's the other way around, and if the woman's regular weight and the man's overweight, typically the woman's okay with it. Because, you know, men, men as a whole are are not the player type and I know a lot of you women aren't gonna believe this, but if you look at the statistics, you know, seventy five percent of divorces are initiated by women. Men don't don't file divorce. I mean they'll they'll be okay. They'll tolerate a miserable marriage and then maybe, you know, maybe have something on the side if you're not giving it to them. But they typically men after they lose their weight typically won't divorce their wife after they've lost their weight. So I would say as a whole, spouses are pretty supportive um of losing weight. Because again, you—if you lose weight, you're going to be more sexually attractive. Let, let's admit it. As much as the body positive movement wants you to think that we're supposed to find morbidly overweight people attractive, it, it's not true. It's counterintuitive to human evolution, you know. And I—and I hate to—I I don't mean to offend anybody who's listening to this, but we all know it's true. I mean, we all the body positive movement. Go to that episode I did about ten episodes ago. The body positive movement does such a great disservice to obese people because again, obesity shortens your life expectancy from anywhere from 10 to 20 years. So why are we embracing a movement that is shortening the life expectancy of people? We we don't want that. Who else is in your life that that will be affected by that? Your kids, you know, your kids want you to lose the weight. They, you know, they they typically don't have any any issues with that. But just know, you know, in general, people you need to lose the weight. Okay. I was 280 pounds at age 16. I lost the weight and I kept it off 28 years. I can do it. You can do it. It's possible. You got to change your paradigm. Go to Naturopathic Earth, my website. I have a nine-part series on how I lost my weight, how I lost over 100 pounds. and kept it off for 28 years. And I go through nine crucial steps on how you can start your road to losing the weight. But we need to lose the weight. But you need to understand you have so many things stacked against you. Big food. Doesn't want you to lose weight. Okay. They use big advertising, food porn, right? All the food commercials, right? The pizza dripping as they lift up the pizza slice. The, um, the the Dairy Queen blizzard being swirled. You know, all these commercials are supposed to elicit a response. Go to the episode we did on food porn. It's around episode 130. So you have advertising trying to get you to go eat crap food, right? Uh they put in the additives in the food. Okay, they don't want you to they they don't want you to stop eating their food. So, I mean, it, it it is hard, and then we're just naturally sedentary. We work all day, and then we go home and watch Netflix all day. So unless you make a vested interest to radically change your diet and to exercise and to sleep better, it's so hard to lose the weight because every entity pretty much wants you to stay fat. But you need to be cognizant of it. Don't be a Pollyanna and think, that's not true, Gregory. You need to be cognizant of this and understand this. All the corporations want you to stay fat, and even your own in, in your own interpersonal life. Your friends, you know which friends wouldn't want you to gain, uh, wouldn't want you to lose weight. You know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. Family, you know who I'm talking about. I'm not casting aspersions on every friend and family you have, but you already know who are the toxic friends and who would, you know, embrace Schadenfreude. You know who they are. So you know if you're losing weight and you notice that they're giving you that fake smile, fake hug, whatever, you need to cut them off out of your life or at least you know push them away and, uh, you know, keep them from keep them at a, a very far distance from your life as you're trying to lose your weight. All right, guys, the last thing I want to mention is, of course, the website's Naturopathic Earth. I have tons of recipes, 200 recipes on clean eating, you know, dairy-free, gluten-free, stuff that will help you lose weight. The main podcast feed is Holistic Health News. I have over 220 episodes over there. Check them out. A lot of them will help you lose the weight. If you want to support... Confessions of an Obese Child and Me and the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. Go buy the Confessions of an Obese Child book on Amazon. Just follow the episode notes. It's $2.99. Also, I'm writing my second book. I'm just editing it up. It should be done by the fall, and that's going to be about uh, steps you can do to maintain your weight loss. I have a PayPal me and a Patreon account. Just click on the, the episode notes, and you can donate whatever you feel like you want to donate, preferably donate more than you want to donate, right? Also, what you can do is go to Naturopathic Earth and go to the food recipes, and you'll see Amazon links there. Click on that to get to Amazon, and anything you buy on Amazon within 24 hours through that link, I get a 2% commission at no expense to you. That helps fund this enterprise. What else can you do? Click on the ads on Naturopathic Earth. That gives me a buck or two every time you click on those, and if you need one-on-one coaching, coaching, uh, either for weight loss, weight management, you know I'm a holistic, paleo-inspired health coach. Go to the episode notes and you'll see a link for clarity and we can do one-on-one coaching for a dollar a minute, a dollar a minute. All right, guys, take care, subscribe, share, go check out the other podcast, The Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. We got about 25 uh, episodes now on Essential Oils and go check out Holistic Health News. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye.